Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. That power of teamwork of working with your spouse as a team is it's huge. Um, so many people long for that and they don't get to that point of, like you said, it's, it wasn't a life, wasn't a crystal stair. You both had your challenges and, you know, um, even, you know, 40 years of marriage and, you know, since she passed, it's just powerful to hear that foundational. It sounds like you were friends and. We were, we were everything together. And, and a lot of, a lot of people said we were hard to break into, but I used to try and explain to them, well, it's because my best mate is here. I don't need to go to the pub to talk to my best mate. My best mate is here. And so we had so much fun and so much adventure, um, you know, and we still do. So I, I talk to her every day. So obviously, and, uh, uh I, I, it'll keep me on the straight and narrow because she was, she wasn't, she, she didn't hold back. If I, if, if I was not doing the things she thought was appropriate, um, she was, she was first to tell me. And she's also first to approve everything, you know, my books, she, she read the drafts of, of my books and, and the courses. And, um, if, if she kind of gave it a thumbs up, which in her life would just be, hmm, yeah, that's okay. Then, <laughs> you know, I love, then, I love and, it because they'll give you wives, give you the honesty. Um, what, yeah. what you're, you said companies five, six, and seven, can you talk a little bit about those? You had the three that you sold, uh, um, what were the names of the three companies that you sold and then talk about four, five, six, and seven kind of, you don't have to, whatever you're willing to disclose. Oh, no, it's fine. It's, it's fine. So, so company one was uh, qual medical quality of life medical. Uh, it still exists. Uh, I sold it to one of our investors. It was 105.5 million. And I think he's still uh, the owner of it, uh, Derek Cooper. So it's on, you can check it out online. Second one was Calvi Medical, um, which I combined um, uh, with our new pharmaceutical company. And we sold uh, radiation sensitizers to a company in Taiwan called Taipei, uh, Taipei Liposome Company. And uh, that was very successful. They're in stage three trials with it right now. And then Neovia, it's company number four that I'm negotiating right now. Um, and then there's, what does that one focus on? So, uh, a, a non-toxic treatment for cancer. So, but so basically that's one of the things that affected me the most with my mom's cancer. She handled it with such grace, but the side effects from the chemo was terrible. So I've always been interested in f finding a way to have effective cancer treatments that don't make the patient feel even worse than they do with the cancer. And it seems impossible, but we figured it out and, uh, we're in clinical trials right now doing really well, but it's got too big. The, 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 you know, the, everything's a double-edged sword. So doing well is good, but that means that it's too big for us. We have to, we have, we don't have the resources to exploit the opportunity now. So we have, so it's time to sell. My baby has to graduate, uh, the kind of thing. Uh, and then coming number five is completely different and it's a nonprofit animal rescue. And, uh, I have, I have ambitions of doing this a different way than it's been done before. Um, whereby what I do is I link together. So a lot of senior, a lot of seniors, um, have to give up their animals because they can either can't afford the vet bills or they can't walk the animals anymore and they can't afford the dog walker. So what we do is we, we, we rejoin them and, and my nonprofit uh, provides the dog walk, walker and pays all vet bills and food. And so the animals have the love that they deserve, but the seniors also have the joy of having an animal without the worry and the stress. So it's that kind of, that sort of program. And it's so popular that I think it, it will become, I think I can franchise it is how I'm thinking about it. Absolutely. So, this yeah. is service because i mean if, i don't i'm sure you're aware of the the boom the uh, shortage of, of pets right now because of people going through this yeah. modification and dealing with it through getting a pet um the lines are around there's a puppy place that launched 
not that far from where we live. And I mean, the lines were around the building and <laughs> just people <laughs> like finally a puppy, you know, <laughs> grown people. It wasn't just little kids. It was people in there. Yeah. yeah. And with that will come issues too, because people don't realize what they're getting into oftentimes and they get, they get out of depth a little bit. And it, it's just, that I've, I found that every now and again, cruelty is involved with animals and that really bothers me. And so I'm, I'm delighted to be able to sort that situation out, but mostly it's just people getting out of their depth and we all make mistakes. And so there's no judgment in this company. It's kind of, okay, so you've given up your, your animals because you, we have some horses and goats and stuff like that. And so you give up these animals, you know, because you've got out of your depth, learn the lesson, don't do it again. We'll take care of it from here. And we try to rehouse or rehome every, every animal that we find um, or come across or finds us. So those um, are- That's five, so that's company five. Company, company six is called AD1. And it's also, an, also a cancer drug. Um, it's a, it's a drug that's currently approved for arthritic gout that has tremendous anti-tumor properties, but it was incredibly toxic. So it's never been successful. We know how to take the toxicity out. So we're, we're developing a drug. We're in preclinical right now, developing a drug for that. And that'll be a standalone, well, it is a standalone company, but it'll be a one-off, a one-off uh, venture. And then number seven is this, it's, it's trevorgblake.com, which is the courses and the, uh, which I've been talked into doing. I'm, I'm a very private guy, so I never intended to do this. Um, and then a wonderful person called uh, uh, Mathis Jones, who's a great editor and a literary agent. She enjoyed Three Simple Steps and she called me up and uh, well, tracked me down, actually emailed me. And then we spoke on the phone and she said, what else have you got? And so I gave her the, the script to Secrets to a Successful Startup and she got that published for me. And she said, you know, but nobody knows who you are because <laughs> you're, you're so private. I don't have any social media. So yeah. she's convinced me very gently over time that this is much bigger than I think it is. And so I, I, I need to get these messages um, and, and tools and techniques, you know, out into the world, particularly now where so many people are moving from traditional corporate employment into a position where they can, if they so choose, become their own boss. And there's nothing better than that. And you know that there's nothing better than being your own boss. So, uh, so that's, that's, you know, we, we're profitable at the end of the first year. All of my proceeds go to cancer research development, but the company itself is profitable at the end of the first year. And that's good. So, And you're focusing on four companies at the same time? Yeah, but they, you see, with, with the five-hour workday and, and, the, and the, they all have the same hub model. Absolutely. There's really not a lot for me to do. And, and I try, I've, I've learned over the years not to be a pain in everybody's derriere by calling them up and say, hey, what, what's going on? You yes. know, <laughs> give me an update. You know, I mean, I've, I've learned to, to sit back and trust these people. And, um, and if, I know if something, if there's an issue, they'll contact me. And, you know, at the end of the day, I play the role of the CEO. So when hard decisions have to be made, I'm happy to make them. But most of the time, you know, other types of decisions I don't even get involved in because these, these people know what they're doing and I respect them. Now a couple of uh, fun questions. What, what was the, 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 I guess, how did you deal with being, it seems the first person in your family to kind of break the uh, generational poverty model and, and what were some of the things you did when you got to having fun, you know, like, oh, I want to go do this or, you know, things of that nature, something that you, because you even talked about going to, you know, I envisioned buying this bottle of wine. So you wouldn't purchase that bottle of wine, which was fulfilling because you actually achieved the goal that you set out to do. And now you weren't encumbered by debt, but what other, what were some other things that hit you when, when that happened, when you reached the level of financial independence? Well, throughout the journey and, and when good things happen, when you, when you achieve certain milestones, I found that, you know, 
when I was younger, I would have expected people to be on the sidelines applauding, saying, well done, Trevor, good for you, you make, make me proud. But actually the opposite tends to happen, I've found. There's nobody applauding. And most people see, it might be an English thing, I don't know, but most people are waiting for you to fail so that you can come back with the tail between your legs. And, they'll, and then they'll turn around and say, see, you should have gone to the chicken packing factory. We told you, you know. Right. So, so I don't, I don't I've not found anybody patting me on the back or anything. And that's good because it keeps your feet on the ground. Um, my, my, my brother and sister have no idea what I do from a day-to-day -day basis. They are, they're absolutely, they're not interested and I don't talk about it. So, so I'm still just Trevor, you know, um, yeah, Trevor, the businessman. who, can't, who can't, hammer, can't hammer a nail straight into a piece of wood, that Trevor. Um, and that's good. So, so I quite like the aspect of it. So, so it's very much, it is a, it's a lonely road being an entrepreneur and being successful. Um, and, and, and I, I don't have an issue with that, but, but uh, people should be prepared for it. A lot of people start a company and they expect everybody to be, you know, encouraging them and pushing them along. And I, I find the opposite often happens. But when the good things happen, you know, money is energy and it's always good to share it in any way you can. So I try to do that, uh, like with renting the house, you know, renting a house in Wimbledon is not a cheap thing for three weeks. It's, you know, you're talking about probably $40,000 and having people come down and have a holiday for free. It's nice to be able to do those things. They feel really good. Um, every now and again, there's a material thing that is, is that, you know, is important. My, my wife's favorite car was an Aston Martin Vantage. Nice. So, so the day I was able to buy that, and, I, and I, I imagined for several years walking into the dealership and paying cash for it. And the day I, did my I sold my first company, the day after, I went to the bank. I was invited. You know, previously, I go into the bank and have to line up now. Oh, it's Trevor Blake. You know, he's got money. So, so now I go onto the top floor and I've got the suite to myself and all of these bankers around trying to, trying to get the money off me. And um, I told them that I was going to do this. I'm going to buy an Aston Martin for my wife. And they, and they said, when? And I said, well, I'm going to go and look today. And they said, well, if, you, if there's one there you want, we'll wire the money immediately from here and you can get it, you can make it happen. And my wife had particular desire. She wanted a, a tungsten silver with red calipers, um, you know, the classic Aston Martin look. And she, when I say she wanted it, I, I didn't, she never asked for it. She just, that oh, was, it was she had a model of it. She had a model on the mantle, on the, on the half. You know? Absolutely. So you followed the hints and the clue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I went to the dealership and it arrived an hour before I went to the dealership. The exact model that she wanted arrived in the dealership. And I said to the guy, I'll pay cash for it. And he didn't believe me. So he rang the bank and they said, we'll wire it. And so we had to, we had to hang around for an hour while the wire went through. And then I drove it off the lot. That was wonderful. I've, I felt like a king, you know, presenting that to my wife. Without having to haggle and any other foolishness. No, but it was just a smile on her face, you know, right. and excitement. She was like a, like a three-year-old at Christmas. I loved that. That, that, that's, yeah. that was always one of my biggest motivations. Was, you know, how can I make my wife smile like that? Um, so, you know, you get to do things like that. And that, that, um, it, that makes everything worth, you know, the companies themselves, my, my mantra is always um, make a positive difference in people's lives, have fun doing it and share in all the rewards, material and spiritual, that come as a result of setting that energy in flow. That's my mantra for all the companies and anyone who works with, within and around the companies, they, they can all quote that. Um, and, and so the, the sharing the material reward part is something like that, you know, where you can do something that feels like absolute magic and makes you feel great as a result. One of, one of the last things as we uh, round to the close of this is that I, um, when I have worked in coaching with some teachers in education, I talk to them about the importance of having a zone of honor because I don't, I know that it's, and you know, and when you're in a part of a bureaucratic system, it's easy to get into all the gossip. And you at one point talked about how you had a lot of um, female colleagues at one job you had, and there was just a lot of, you know, backbiting and talking bad. And you said how you had to be like, 
tunnel vision. Can you can you talk about the the toxicity of kind of gossip and um, we I call it a culture of honor and a zone of honor. And once they started to do that, they went from having these adversarial relationships with principals and administrators to all of a sudden being that top person that that administrator looks to, you know, um, the top performing teacher that's training the other teachers. It's, you know, so what I, 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 I think of gossip and complaining as toxic as smoking. And and my response to it is pretty much the same. I get the hell out of there because I don't want to be breathing in, you know, carcinogens from someone smoking. And I don't want to be taking into my 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 brain the results of other people's gossip and complaining and, and it's it's not as easy to do because we get we have at the front front lobe here we have these things called mirror neurons and so you can see a group huddled across the across the room and then you get automatically drawn in like a tractor beam you, some, you can't really help it you have to be aware of the process before you know it if you do nothing before you know it you'll be on the periphery and then in it and you'll be you'll be doing the same thing with them and it's incredibly toxic and it's you know you have to you have to have the, the, the discipline to notice it and then uh, snap, yeah. So you have to disconnect the mirror neuron, this kind of tractor beam thing that happens, and, uh, and and get the hell out of there. So that's that's my approach to it. I don't have any place for it. And if I ever had somebody working around um, one of my businesses that was a gossiper or a complainer, I'd give them a sit one warning. And if I, if they did it again, that they would be out because it's it's so um, so contagious and toxic, and there's no room for it. And um, you know, scientifically, I think in one of my books of the course that I show what happens scientifically with, with both complaining and gossiping, it's extremely damaging to our neural pathways. And, um, you know, for that reason, you have to be extremely careful what you allow in. So I, I cut all that out, but that doesn't just extend to human beings. That also extends to the media. Okay. So I don't listen to talking heads. I don't listen. I don't watch the news, yes. um, headline news or anything like that, because it's just another version of the same thing. Absolutely. And, and, um, I, and you know, so what I recommend to people that they do when they, when they sort of come into the trevorgblake.com world is go on a two-week diet, anti-media diet, no newspaper, no news headlines, no news shows, you know, the, the addiction that you have to switching on Fox or CNN or whatever, yes. that has to stop, don't do it. And, and they all come back with the same story at the end of it. They say, I feel like 20, 30, 40 pounds lighter. I feel like I'm taller. I feel like I can float. It's done, you know, I, I, I haven't got this burden in my head all day long from what I've just been watching. You know, no shoot 'em up movies, all that stuff. Just, just, you know, just take it out for two weeks and see the difference between you after two weeks and before. And you'll learn the lesson of don't let any of that into your head because none of it's good for you. And um, it's, it's designed to paralyze you with fear. So is gossip and complaining. It's designed to hold you in place long enough in, in the media situation, long enough to watch a commercial. And the only, way, the only way you can hold people is paralyze them with fear. Show them a car chase or show them someone being shot or something like that. And they're paralyzed, right? Um, or show the latest presidential tweet or something. You know, it paralyzes everybody in one place. It's Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to ceoofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.